Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation? How are we doing today? It is 12 o'clock, but more importantly, it is time for the Steelers Blitz to take place right here on Steelers Nation Radio. It's Arthur Most. It's Wesley Euler. One has a decade-long NFL experience, the other an immaculate head of hair. But by the end of the show, you'll be able to figure out which one is which. But more importantly, man, you know we're going to have fun today. And we always love to keep our show interactive. Whether that is, you know, when we're live or when we are in this pre-recorded format. But either way, your participation is always welcome. So to do that, hit us up on the Twitter.com at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Eula, baby. The good head. And speaking of that, my good head partner, how are we doing, man? Haven't seen you in a minute, man. I know, doing well. Uh, new week here, one week closer to the NFL draft. We're what now? Less than 10 days away, yeah, which man. is always good. Um, we're going to have some some real moving and shaking here, Motsi. So I'm excited to uh, – I'm excited for the buildup. I am, but I'm really just excited to, to again, I think I mentioned this maybe last week, like mm-hmm. have something tangible to really talk about. It'll be nice, but yeah. we've got some, you know, we've got some reckless speculation to do in the meantime. Well, the thing that I enjoy too about this time is – um. As we do get closer and closer to the draft, more information becomes viable to us. And that is the beauty, the beautiful part when you talk about the tangible elements of that, because we're seeing them sign certain people at certain positions. And it's really starting to give you breadcrumbs and tea leaves in terms of how we may view the team versus how the organization view the team in terms of strengths and weaknesses. And to me, that has been a pretty impressive part thus far. And it did not stop this weekend, man. Um, Obviously, for all those that do celebrate Orthodox Easter, hope you guys had a good Orthodox That's Easter right. because that was this weekend. Salute, salute you. But during that time frame, we were making some business moves, man. Um, The first one that we did take uh, that did take place over the weekend, we had signed uh, Tanner Muse, mm-hmm. linebacker slash uh, special teams guy from the uh, Seattle Seahawks, formerly out of Clemson. I just want to kind of get your brief thoughts, man, you know, of assigning him obviously he's not the big big name but just in terms of you know the linebacker coming in here man did it move your needle any <laughs> um listen i mean i'm I'm not gonna sit here and act like you know signing uh signing tanner muse is you know signing uh i don't know bobby wagner right to go with a, a another <laughs> seattle seahawks name um but he's he is, I think, another viable piece in that mix at off ball linebacker. You know, you and I have talked about how the Steelers have rotated. They've 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 done a lot of different things at that position ever since Ryan Shazier. There's been a lot of bodies, a lot of different names from free agency, from trades, from draft picks on down the list. So uh, Tanner is a guy with uh, what those be his third year in the NFL, I believe. Yes. So he has got some experience. Um, he played in all 17 games for the Seahawks last year. I think he can add you some special teams value as well, too. Um, you, you know, you, you had 
I don't want to say an exodus, but I mean, you you kind of did, right? All of your your, your three um, linebackers with real experience, off-ball linebackers from last season, have all they've all been cut. They've all moved on, signed different yeah. contracts. I don't think Miles Jack has signed with anybody yet, correct? But but Not but they've all. Yet. They, they, they've all moved on from the Steelers organization. You still have Mark Robinson, but that's about it. And obviously he's a seventh round rookie heading back for his sophomore season. And I think we've all got some optimism there, but you're certainly not putting all your eggs in that basket either. So, you know, you bring in Cole Holcomb, you bring in a Landon Roberts. Um, you continue to add Tanner Muse as well too. I just, I, I think it's good to solidify that position. Like I said, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like the Steelers just nab some Pro Bowl type talent at the position. Yeah, but two years already in the league, uh, played in all 17 games last season. Like I mentioned, I, I, I think there's some value for having having a guy like yeah. that on your roster. You know, maybe in some ways they see him as the the new Spillane, a guy that can continue to grow, grow yeah. and. You know, again, not ever be a pro bowler and all pro, but somebody that can can fill a specific role and do a specific job for the defense and, and some special teams as well. No, without a doubt, man. When I think of Tanner, um, you know, watching him on tape, when he came out of Clemson, man, um, super athletic guy, almost in the mind of like a Trenton Simpson okay. in terms of how they utilized him, man. Space player initially went to Vegas, right, but ended up getting hurt, so we never even saw him play. But the thing that I've watched is this. I think he's very athletic. Um, he does fit that. But that's also the question mark about, you know, him athletic. Yes. But in terms of being a true down in down out linebacker, hasn't really shown that on a consistent basis. I do like his special team tape, though. I do think that uh, in the immediate impact, he gives you Marcus Allen. He gives you Benny Snell. He gives you Derek Watt. And why did I name those three guys? Because those are three core special teamers that are not on the roster. And all three of those guys had seven plus tackles on special teams. That's productivity. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about that because we don't give up a lot of big explosive plays in the return game because of those type of guys. Right, right. We look at some of these other teams and we're like, man, their kickoff return unit or their kickoff coverage is bad. Their punt team is bad. It's like that can get you out of a game in a bad way very quickly. We haven't really had to experience that because of our units. So you have to replace that type of talent. And just because you have good defensive players doesn't always mean you're going to have good special teamers because they're very different in terms of what you're required to do. And they're legit two different positions. Right. So when you think of a Marcus Allen versus a Robert Spillane last year, Marcus Allen was a special teamer first who was trying to get some snaps on defense. Robert Splane had graduated from being a teamer first and became what defense first. Correct. Teamer in the, the, as, as like a little part of his game, that same kind of progression. Right. Man. So you can see just the difference though, of Marcus Allen, this is what he's doing full time. Whereas for Splane, that wasn't what he was doing full time. So for Tanner Muse, he's going to be more so in the Marcus Allen phase right now. He's going to be doing more of that full time, which is a good thing because you think Cole Holcomb, he's not playing a ton of special teams, if any. Nope. Landon Roberts, he played teams in Miami, but it was literally punt. Like he wasn't a core four. I'm playing out there all the time. No, he's a almost like a Robert Splane type role. Defense with a sprinkle of special teams. Correct. So you got to have that balance when you're building up this roster. And like you said, man, do you want to go into an offseason or go into a season with Mark Robinson being your only true depth, true teamer? He's going into his second year. You really don't know. I mean, we're optimistically he's going to have a second year league, sure. but 
we got to see it's it. just you realistic it at the same time too. It, yeah he played what 20 20 some snaps last right. year that's not a very big sample size yeah so as much as we want to like love on him and clamor over him and make these bold uh predictions for him we do have to take that context uh Yep. into this uh in, into the evaluation with that man so like i said i do like the tanner muse pickup because like you said man experience matters it absolutely he has does. played in 17 games and, 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 and hopefully he's at that point too mozi where you know you mentioned the year of injuries and then two seasons right so technically this is his fourth year it'll be his, his fourth but his third like actually right. on a roster plan yeah. correct so i mean you think about it he's at that point now where right i mean like He's he's coming to the end of what would be the quote unquote rookie deal, right? Mm-hmm. Like he he's he's had time. He's been with two different organizations now. He's seen a lot. He's had different coaches. Like you hope he's at the Think point now three, where three stops within yeah. your first four years, right? And, and you were and, a third round draft pick, and That's, that can hurt you. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that can hurt you. It can be like a a Baker Mayfield type situation mm-hmm. where at times it's hard to have a true evaluation, right? Because you've had yeah. seven different head coaches and eight different offensive coordinators or whatever. But at the same time too, he's learned a lot. He's seen a lot, hopefully mm-hmm. here in Pittsburgh, a little stability, a clearly defined role for him. And like I said, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't take off and become Bobby Wagner, or Luke Keekley, yeah. but he offers you a really solid option. He plays a clear defined role and he has that, that niche carved out for himself on yeah. the team. Um, I hope here, here's to hoping for Tanner Muse, which I'll also say for his case, Motsi, pretty good name, Tanner Muse. I like that. Pretty good. It's cool. It's all right. Pretty good. It's all right. I, I, I've never been a Tanner guy personally. <laughs> like, ew. <laughs> all right. So you ready? You ready for this one? I'm already, I'll have to slip this one into, into Billy's ear before the first broadcast next season. Because I'm like, you know, Tanner, I'm just like, yeah, the only Tanners I know, I want to strangle. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, uh, you know, he he makes a big hit. He makes a big hit across the middle on a tight end or yeah. he, you know, blindsides some some poor some poor soul on a on yeah. a kick return. Right. Ah, Muse is out there to abuse. I'm ah, sorry. Okay. 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 Billy, Billy, well, he'd take that idea and ball it up and throw it in the trash. I know. Hey, he probably is gonna say it though. But hopefully it's not on a big hit on a blind side because then we're gonna be like 15 yard penalty. And 15 yard penalty. Yeah, and, and that's a quick way to get out of here. Mostly <laughs> when teamers have 15 yarders, ah, not the best. Not the best. <sighs> not the best. Nah, nah, nah. No, you but, remember um, speaking of Marcus Allen, you remember that reaction yeah, yeah, last year? Right, <laughs> I'm like, uh, nah, teamers don't get that luxury. They they can't have the 15 you better You better walk the straight yeah. and narrow, young man. <laughs> like, like you get away with a holding call here and there. You're not getting away with no 15 yarder. No, buddy. No, no, no. But, um, but like I said, that was the first move that we saw this weekend, man. And, um, like I said, I did like that. But, um, we also did another thing. Yes. Hey, 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 guys. Hey, guys. We did a thing. I just want to let you know we did a thing. We, we, we did a thing. Okay, we did a thing this weekend. A lot of things. Yeah, and uh, ultimately what that was was um, claiming third-year punter, Braden Mann, from the New York Football Jets. At least that's what they call themselves, New York <laughs> Jets. I'm more so of a Jersey people. But um, when you talk about Braden Mann, uh, former six-round draft pick as well, Ray Guy Award winner, if I remember correctly. Yep. yep. 
He's been the starting punter for the New York Jets for the past three seasons and has had a lot of work, a lot of reps, um, and a lot of tape. And the tape is inconsistent. That's typically on par with a lot of young punters. Part of the reason why we're bringing him here. Mm-hmm. You see the talent, but the consistency has been the issue with him. Strong leg. He can place the ball where you need to place. He can get the hang time he needs to have. But there are times where that ball is not a lot of hang time. When that ball is shanked, when that ball is put in the middle of the field and it's cost him. Um, the walk-off that, that everybody remembers, New England Patriots last year, you know, last play of the game, they pump the ball and he's the guy. And it's like, you can't have no hang time and the ball be in the middle of the field because <laughs> right. as a person that has played coverage, the middle <sighs> of the field is doomsday scenario. Middle of the field, everybody out there is like, all right, guys, hold on to your butts. This is about to get crazy. Like, because the guys are too athletic in terms of these return men, and when you have to cover all 53 yards the full width, right or left, and down the middle, it's, it's a tough. nightmare yeah. scenario. So that's why we always talk about directional punting. You want to put that ball to the numbers and sideline, right or left. You want at least four seconds of hang time, so that way your coverage team has time to get down there. You're not having to cover 53 yards. It's more so we're covering 20 yards or 10 yards. And in that tight condensed window, that's how you can minimize explosive returns. But that is something that Braden has to get more consistent. And obviously, we know in-house, Presley has to get more consistent with those. Sounds like some of the same concerns. And I do think that's the thing that makes this move a little bit intriguing because of those similarities, man. But what was your thoughts just in the sense of us bringing in a punter? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Now we got, you know, it, it is really funny when you like the the similarities between him and, and Presley. It is it is it is kind of funny. I mean, there's there's some humor to be found there. Um, they both are, are are former Ray Guy Award winners, right? Which is is best punter in college football award. Um, and everything that you just kind of said there, I, I think is very similar to to the things that we've discussed with Presley Harvin. There's been a lot of really good. And there's also been a lot of inconsistency. And so this is fine with me, Motsi. I mean, we've we've seen this, we've seen this with Chris Boswell. We've seen this with yeah. Presley Harvin, where you just you you bring in competition for your kicker. And I, I think this is good type competition. I mean, the Steelers Hello, claim a good, him, old, a good old fashioned one v one, baby. A good old fashioned one v one between two yeah. guys, again, who you know have the talent and can do it at a high uh-huh. level. We've seen it in flashes. But yeah. the inconsistency has has been a problem. So, you know, you, you you throw them both out there, and you hope that one kind of emerges stronger from the situation and more consistent from the battle. That I mean, it, to me, it's it's a little. I don't even want to say eye raising, but I, I I look at this a little bit more. I perk up a little bit more because the Steelers claimed him from the Jets, right? So mm-hmm. it, it wasn't just a free agency signing. They saw New York release him, and they said. Oh yeah, we want that guy. So 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 there was something there, right? Maybe it's yeah. another one of those cases of they really liked him when he was coming out of Texas A&M type thing and and just didn't end up drafting him at the time or whatever. Somebody that they've always kind of had their eye on that they liked in their in their draft evaluations, you know, 4 or 5 years ago. Um but he's got experience, you know, 4 years in the league. Uh he has over 200 career punts in the NFL. So yeah, I I think it'll be good for him, change of scenery, new opportunity. 
And uh, and it'll be good for Presley Harvin, of course, too. That competition element of kind of having to show up at OTA, show up at mini camp, yeah. show up at training camp, and sing for your supper type thing. I I never think that that's a bad thing, right? We we want that everywhere, Moti, except yeah. for quarterback, right? <laughs> Only y'all don't want it at quarterback. Only y'all, man. But for me, man, this is going to be good for both Braden and Presley. They're both the exact same in in terms of the stage of their career, in terms of motivation. It's a crossroads. It's a legit crossroads. Good way Braden, to put it. Yeah. Braden, this is your second team now. Once you leave that first team, this is where you get in the danger zone. Are you going to be a guy that is a statistic, meaning that you're out the league in two and a half seasons? Or do you find a way to get more consistent and take somebody's job? That's the crossroads he's at. Yeah. If you're Presley Harvin, this is your crossroads. We just drafted you. You got the benefit of the doubt year one when it was the competition, you versus Jordan Berry. We went with you. We came back with you year two because we understood you had some stuff going on personally right. with your father and your grand and right. your grandmother. Yeah, yeah. And we respect that without a doubt. But at the same time, we know this is a performance based league. Feelings matter, but they don't matter. Emotions matter, but they don't matter. That's a nice that's, way to put it. <laughs> that's the reality of it. I've told men, I told you, I, my heart hurts for people, but I experienced it, man. Your friend get killed and it's like, I right, go out there and play. And you bet not cry. And you're yep. like, bro, this was just like not even 24 hours. So you might see yeah. somebody have a career threatening, <laughs> life threatening injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might see somebody's yeah, ankle yeah, or yeah, elbow guys, twisted yeah, the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, you guys laid out saying, I can't feel my legs. You're going to see him at Presbyterian. It's like, you better show up on a Sunday night and get ready to bang with them Ravens. Like, yep. That's, yeah. So for, for, forgive me. The nature for, of the beast. Yeah. Forgive me for sounding a little cold. But, but no, but you're right. You're it's right. The truth. It's, it's the reality of it. it honestly, it was a great way to put it. Like your, your emotions matter, but I, uh, not listen, really. <laughs> Wes, you know me. I wouldn't speak on it if I couldn't like truly say, hey, man, I've experienced, I've lived this. I wouldn't be telling you this the if I didn't live it firsthand, man. Shining through right there. Right. It's like I've lived that. And for the guys that, use those things as excuses and they are legitimate the nfl from my perspective man and my experiences they don't care care. i've seen dudes cut out their you know they got their brother the news their brother passed away but because they didn't practice that whole week they're like hey man we got to move on like i've seen that man i've seen it and it's just like man you got to be able to compartmentalize that thing and literally you better grieve on the fly (laughs) grieve (laughs) on your own time yeah tell you bro so, no, but I mean, so, it's a, it's the nature of a business that is man, as competitive and as cutthroat. Think, think as about this, Wes. Football. Think about this, Wes. They were booing Presley with his sick father on the sideline. Remember that. Yep. And then after the fact, when they found out what was going on, they're like, "Oh, all right, we feel kind of bad about booing you, but you still got to be better." We're like, but not really. Yeah, hit that punt. Hit that you punt higher next time. It's right. like, bro, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. You're, you're right. It's it's in, in a way yeah. we we expect athletes to be robots. I mean, right. specifically in football, really across the board, but but yeah. specifically in football as well right. too. When it is such a such a violent game. So that's the name, man. I just think for both of those guys, they're at similar crossroads. Granted, the context is different, but in terms of where they're at, they both have to, you know, decide who's going to take somebody's job because there's a, a distinct difference between when you're drafted and the job is quote unquote given to you not given to you like it's handed to you but given to you in the sense of hey we want you're the front runner for we this. want this you to a, succeed we want you to yeah. succeed here 
when you draft, they we want you to succeed. You, right. It makes us look better if you right, end up right. being, being the guy. But now, yeah. but now, once you're released and I claim you, and you're on the roster three years ago, I drafted you, but I just claimed this guy that's very similar to you. That's sending a message to two guys. Which one of y'all want this job? Two dogs, yeah. one bone. It yep. is that simple, man. It it's that simple. It's Heath Ledger. It's Dark Knight, yeah. right? We're gonna have yep. tryouts. Absolutely, man. And Absolutely. I'll say this. I'll say this too for 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 Braden Man, right? And and you could tell me if I'm wrong, but I think this piggybacks off of what you just said. Make no mistake, if you're if you're Braden Man and you're coming here to Pittsburgh too, you have to go win that job because mm-hmm. if it's a coin flip, if it's 50 50, they're He's gonna go with grown. the guy. They're gonna go with the guy that they drafted the tome ground. Yeah. So you've got to go. You've got to go win this thing, Braden yeah. Man. And then on the flip side, if you're Presley, you can't be inconsistent because of the fact that you have too much negative equity here. We've seen Correct. too many bad punts. Not saying that that's his, that's not what he's remembered for, but when you're playing in the same location, very similar to Braden, he'll be able to test this no, in New York. Point. In New York, he could have three games in a row of awesome punts. If he had one bad punt, they instantly think back to, oh my God, he's terrible. I hate his. We Presley, told you they should have cut listen, this bum a month ago. Presley can go out here in the first six weeks and be lights out. He have one shanky week seven. We'll be over here. I told you he sucks, man. We should have won with the other guy. And it's just like all because of whatever oh, happened well. in year one and year oh, two. Well. When you're with the same team, you got that residual, that ripple effect. Yeah. And that's what Presley has to battle against. So there's pros and cons to both of these guys, man. But uh, it's going to be really interesting, man. But I can't wait to get the perspective of the next guy we're going to talk to. We're about to go to break here, but when we come back, we do have Chris Carter, the third member of the Migos, joining us. We're going to get his thoughts a little bit on this little punting situation, man, and some of the other upcoming news with the Steelers. So don't touch that, Dow. It is Arthur Motes. It's Wesley Ula, and this is Steelers Nation Radio. <laughs> 